chill out talk about what the hell i want to and on top of that i also go over some of my favorite 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 albums and as a matter of fact this one means a lot and will probably get me in my bag a little bit and in my feelings but it is an amazing freaking album anyway don't forget you can find me on soundcloud itunes tune in google music youtube google podcast spotify and youtube which we will be coming back with new interviews very soon working on that working on my vibes um side note real quick uh yesterday i was going to do the show yesterday but then i was like oh i gotta watch this versus watch the verses with eve and trina thought process okay um i thought it was definitely a great matchup uh, I do wish that they could have been in the same room, but yes, when a when a bitch <laughs> moved to London, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ain't much you could do about that, you know what I'm saying? So Eve is all the way out in London, Trina was in Miami. Um 
it was a great matchup, but this is how you also, sorry about that, my, my allergies are acting up. Um, this is also how you know that people are growing up because Trina brought out Trick and she did You Don't Know Now. And I felt like as she was doing You Don't Know Now, she kind of felt like, yo, some of these lyrics, like, bitch, I can't say this shit no more. So I'm fucking five or six best friends, You Don't Know Now, ho. Like, oh, I was like, I was kind of like, uh, Trina, damn. But this is why, as lyricists, as as artists, I think that we can tote a fine line between being raunchy and being risque and saying the things that we say. And I don't want to sound like I'm shitting on Trina because I'm not. But and, and and but you can tote the line between being risque and being like whorish. Again, that, that's not a diss to Trina. I'm just saying what the words and the lyrics actually say. Because now you look back on it years later. Yes, even though you don't know that, you know what I'm saying, was one one of the greatest. I was like, yo, you look like you feel a certain kind of way about these lyrics at this moment in this age in your life. You know what I'm saying to you, but. It is what it is. Or she could have been simply forgetting the lyrics. That ab- that absolutely happens. Um, I forgot that, you know, Trina and Eve were on uh, the Ludacris track together. I did forget about that. Um, so that was that was great. Um, I was on Twitter and I saw something from Missy. And I said to myself, how dope would it be to, if you don't, if they don't do a versus, because the Missy and Timbaland versus was still have been great. Whether it was... Timbaland and Swiss Beats, or it was Missy and Tim. That would have been great. But what if they do like they did for D'Angelo and just celebrate Missy? Just let's just celebrate Missy because y'all y'all would fucking lose your shit if you really think about how many songs Missy's written, produced, and, and been a you know been a part of. Whether it's her songs or songs like yo y'all would fucking die. About how many songs Missy has done. So I think there should be a versus. Whether it was Timbaland and Missy. Because Timbaland and Missy of course have done things together. So that's kind of hard to really put into perspective. But even if it was just like yo y'all. If, if we're going to celebrate female hip hop. Celebrate Missy by herself. You know what I'm saying to you. Or if you want to go back. I say do like a MC Light and a Roxanne Shantae. You know for, for the back in the day kind of situation. But because you know we're not ever gonna get a Nikki and a Kim. Although, uh, like, shout out to my man DDM and uh, Chaotic Couture because still on DDM's page there is when Versus first started. They did their uh, particular battle between Nikki and Kim, and I think that was excellent. I, I think that that showcased both of them in a different light. Um, so you know you'll never get that. You'll never get a Foxy and Kim one. That's just not gonna happen. I do say that. That kind of went quickly. I was very, very happy that they was on time. Let me let me tell you, because, you know, niggas got to go to work the next day since y'all want to keep putting these verses in the middle of the goddamn day. Like, this shit don't make no motherfucking sense. But, yeah, all in all, it was good. Um, Eve. Uh, Eve. <sighs> what can I say? Pimple in the skirt. Like, she killed it. She killed it. And... Shout out to Eve on that because, number one, she was in London. And so, you know, the time difference between London and the the UK and the US is, it's a big, 
if it was like eight here, I think it was like eleven or twelve midnight over there. Like it was, it was late. It was late as shit. So I think they're like three hours ahead, and we're three hours behind. But yo, I was like, yo, you stay up, you still did it. You know what I'm saying? You y'all y'all had a lot of love and a lot of respect for each other. I think that they would have had the same type of love and admiration if they were in the same room. But yeah, it was so. Good. I was very, very happy. I actually probably watch it again too. I probably watch some of these other verses again. Some of the ones that I haven't really watched like that. I probably will not watch the Earth when the fire one again and 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 the Isley Brothers because that bitch was long. Okay. Some sometime you can't just look, nigga. How long are we gonna be singing Summer Breeze out this bitch? Anyway, moving on. Have you guys got to kick that lyric from last week? If you haven't, it was Drake. Fancy. One of my favorite Drake songs, yo. Give the goat his props. I was, I was not, I was not like a huge Drake fan in the beginning, but I, I cannot deny his impact on the decade. Like I, I really can't. Like Drake is, yeah, Drake is still there, and I'm oh, certified lover boy should be coming out soon too. So, uh, are we talking about that today? We are. Are we talking about that? We are talking about that. So we will talk more about Certified Lover Boy. Um, and that is coming out soon. So cannot wait. Excited for Drizzy. But this week's kick that lyric comes from two of my favorite queens. It's my favorite, favorite song. Every time I hear it, I bump it. It is probably gonna be very difficult to read it without trying to rap it because it is an iconic. I mean, by the time you hit on high, you already know what it is. So, uh, this is the easy one. It's an alley-oop. I'm going to repost it. Y'all already know the vibes. Let's do it. And I'm going to stop saying that because I feel like Trina said that shit a lot last night. Y'all know the vibes. Bitch, no, we don't. You know what? I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. <laughs> so, it reads, if I told you once, I told you twice, QB, throw the booty like a groupie from Mo Ice. I'm a truck heist. Get the bone just like the rue shade. In love with you since the days of Juice. Now I watch you play Columbo Picasso. Tricks inside colossals turn your castles to brothels. Uh. Who you loving? Who you wanna be hugging? Dipping on your ninja Honda. With Tanisha and Rhonda. What? You work more body than Jane Fonda. Physical fitness. Mary Blige be my witness. Under pressure. I lie for you. Die for you. Ruga by the side for you. Right hand high for you. Because of you, I'm inheriting trillions. Burying billions. Bentley Coops, millions. Play the Good Samaritan in the Sheridan. Crack the Dawn Peas, the Remy's. You better hurry in. I- I'm sorry. It's so hard not to rap that. It is so uh, super freaking hard not to rap that. Um, also, uh, before I move on, uh, 
yeah, don't forget that you can find that on either I'll put that on Twitter, I'll be putting it on Facebook, and I'll be putting it on Instagram as well. So make sure y'all chat it up with your boy. You know what I'm saying? And let me know what that kick that lyric is. Don't forget, um, I'm not sure, you know what? This time I have not put the beat immediately onto this. So, but I think that this the this beat may still be a Charlie Beats. Make sure that y'all check him out as well. Charlie Beats, that he's so awesome. He's so awesome. Anyway. Moving on to news that you might use, may not use, might like, may not like. That might be part of the segment now. Jay-Z sues photographer over reasonable doubt photos. Jay-Z is taking a photographer to court over an iconic photo shoot. The Rock Nation mogul is suing Jonathan Minion, I think it's Mannion, uh, or Minion, whatever, um, and his company. Jonathan Minion Photography LLC claiming that the famed photographer is exploiting Jay-Z's name and image without the rapper's consent. In legal documents obtained by TMZ, Jay-Z says he never gave Minion permission to sell the photos, some of which go for thousands of dollars on his website. He claims that when he asked Minion to stop using his image, the photographer asked for tens of millions of dollars. Jay says Minion is making an arrogant assumption that because he took those photographs, he can do with them as he pleases. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I think right there. I'm, I'm going to keep reading. Jay hired Minion in 1996 to shoot the cover for his debut album reasonable doubt jay says minion took hundreds of photos during the shoot and was compensated handsomely for those issues i mean so for those uses jay maintains strict control over his name likeness identity and persona are used and demands that minion stop profiting off his name In the suit, Jay claims it's ironic that a photographer would treat the image for a formerly for a formerly unknown black teenager now widely successful as a piece of property to be seized for every dollar it can it it can produce. It stops today. Mm. In addition to stopping the sales of the photos, Jay Z wants Minion to hand over the for the the profits. He's made off his likeness. Okay. Uh, so it's it's a weird, 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 weird gray area. I don't know the law per se, but it is kind of a gray area. Um, yes. Is it extortion? And Jay-Z definitely has a lot of business savvy and sense over top of his name, his image, his brand, you know, family, all, all that stuff. All those likenesses, I do agree with that however i don't know all the legalities of owner's rights like he did take those pictures he had them i I don't agree with him selling them like that like you didn't give a fuck when jay was just a young struggling rapper now you care because he's a multi-billionaire like i don't know it it is it is a little it is a little sketchy um mm. however I think that Jay's doing the right thing. Like, yo, stop this immediately because this is unnecessary. Like, <clears throat> you didn't give, you really didn't give a fuck when he was, when it was 1996, but over almost 20, 
20 some odd years later now you're like uh <laughs> yeah let me try to make some coins and then you're selling them off your own website so it, 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 it's a great area hopefully we'll find out a little bit more about that i, I do think that jay will win. first of all i don't know why y'all <laughs> sir <laughs> i don't know what rock you've been living under but what carters are you going up against and you thought that this was going to be okay like hell it made me let me tell you something when they talked about the reasonable doubt so i have <laughs> i'm probably gonna get sued my damn self now i have two two reasonable doubt things well no i won't because i got paid for them um and i'm not selling them so there's that um so i have the reasonable doubt pillowcase that i found on amazon and i also off the internet of course found the reasonable doubt picture with the cover without reasonable doubt on there so i never paid for that i just uh, took it offline and did what i did anyway but i also i am not selling it either and so it's on there um but yeah so tell me what y'all think about that story that's interesting i i'd love to hear your your thoughts your comments uh moving on tory lanes and the baby team up on scat let me tell y'all something okay first and four of the most I don't, I've watched this, I watched the video, the video quality is really, is really good, it's really niche it's really catchy, um, I don't like the name of the song, okay, because first, first of all, when you name a song Scat, I, I for those that don't know what Scat is, okay, Scat is shit play, okay, in, in, in like a sexual kind of arena you know what i mean so i don't quite know what i i still listen to this i only listen to song one so i can't really say that i knew exactly what that was like i I really don't know i i I just don't so you know there's that but tory lanes and the baby joined forces on their long-awaited collaboration scat fifty thousand dollars on my jack Mm. going stupid back outside every time it's a new fit niggas love to lie go and tell them what the truth is tori raps over the triumphant beat before the baby comes through with the fiery verse a video is also on the way well actually is now posted the video for scat is like nuts like stupid crazy like the best video i think of the year said tori if only y'all could see my face. Y'all can't see my face. I, I have to stop making these facial expressions when you cannot see them. <laughs> Who previewed the visual earlier in the year. Um, Scat follows Tori's R&B capsule collection Playboy. Which spawned the single Feels with Chris Brown. Tori has also been teasing a joint project with Breezy. Me and Chris, quote me and Chris, we won't come out with another project too. He told DJ Charisma, quote, we gonna drop a little capsule together. Me and Chris gonna do a capsule too. Wait, I don't, wait, wait, what does that mean, sir? Sir, what does it, what does it all mean? This could all be so simple. This could all be so simple if you stop. Okay, so here are my few things about this. One, uh, like I said, scat, scat is shit play, okay? You you shit on people in a sexual manner. I don't like the name of said, so I don't like it. I, I just don't, I do not like it. I thought that was 
absolutely horrible. The title throws me. The video kind of reminds me of maybe some ludicrous kind of situations. Very um, anime. The, the video definitely got work put into it. It was. It's good. It's definitely good. I do not like um, what is happening with the backlash. I've already had like hella opinions, and I'm not going back down this road. I promise you, I'm not. Between him and Megan. Um, speaking of which, that shit is out. Let me. Let me kudos. Kudos. I give props where props are due, okay? I do not just sit around this bitch and be like, oh my God, why not think this bitch got just talk about her pussy? Very much so, very much so that. <laughs> very much so, I, I do I do give y'all that. But Megan, that shit is cool. Um, Scat is okay. I just don't particularly care for the name of it because, again, that's the first thing I think about every time I hear it. Um, I like the visuals for both. I think both of them are coming out of a very creative bag. I'm glad that they are separated. I don't know where this case went as far as the shooting of the foot. I don't know. I don't care anymore. It it is what it is. I felt like it was a big publicity grab. I still very much so feel that way. Um do your own research on it. Feel how you want to feel about it. Think independently of that and you know figure that out. But I I cannot. I'm tired of people doing shenanigans for shenanigans sake. Like let's just let's just stop the madness. Okay. Let's just do that. Um but apparently, Megan is mad at the at the baby for working with Tori. Let me be very clear, Megan. You cannot be mad at someone who does the exact same thing that you do because you sit back and grab the bag and work with artists that don't like each other. You work with Cardi. You work with Nicki. They do they do not like each other. You work with other artists, and and it's all about you trying to make your female empowerment and get your bag. That's it. So you cannot be mad at the baby for doing the exact same thing because you do not fuck with Tori, which is true, and we understand that. That doesn't mean that he doesn't stand with you. What that means is that boy is out here trying to get that money and get that bag and be on these songs like everybody the fuck else while he's rocking and the iron is hot. You know what I'm saying to you? I don't think he's purposefully... And, and again, I don't know what goes on behind the scenes. However, I will say I don't think that that is the case. But you cannot be mad at someone who is doing the exact same power move that you are doing. It does not work like that. Like, that is ridiculous, sis. Like, you... That's the pot calling the kettle, calling the kettle, calling the pot. Like, don't make no goddamn sense. Um. Anyway, moving on. T-Pain says he was heartbroken after Nicki Minaj turned down a collaboration I mean okay T-Pain is opening up about a collaboration with Nicki Minaj that never happened during an interview with Jesus and Meryl T-Pain revealed that the two had plans to work together early in the year in Nicki's career sorry in 2007 but the Young Money rapper stopped responding to his text she was like, hey, I'm an artist, too, and I'm working on my shit. So, you know, baby, chill. <laughs> Recall T-Pain, who was heartbroken when Nikki turned him down because she was working on her own music. When he asked her for a quick, light, little, uh, light little verse, she responded. She reportedly told him, I'm working on my shit, too. He didn't take her rejection as a malicious move, but admits that he feel his feelings got in the way. Maybe I was in love with Nicki Minaj, he added. Um, however, 
And Nikki has no recollection of brushing off T-Pain after the interview aired. She responded to him and it was all love. Quote, I don't remember this at all, but I but it definitely sounds like something I would say, she wrote in a comment on the shade room before admitting that she made a mistake. Quote, Oh my God, what was I thinking? He was really he was already a really big artist. I was still underground. Child, I used to be bugging. Yo, I was under so much pressure to deliver. She went on to apologize while thanking Payne for clearly uh, for clearing the Go Hard sample for the re-release of the mixtape Beam Me Up Scotty. My bad, babe. All love. I have nothing but respect for your talent. And thank you and Kanye for clearing the Go Hard uh, go hard for beam me up scotty last month she also showed praise on the auto-tune kings whose vocal was uh, whose vocal she studied quote listening to you over and over on the record taught me so much about harmonies and background vocals your vocals on that song along are goaded for life i listened to every single detail said nikki I, you know what? I love that. I love this part of that story because sometimes, yo, sometimes, a lot of times, we be in a whole situation as artists. Artists always are like, yo, I'm in my bag. I got to be, be. Artists have on blinders. Artists always have on blinders. That's why I don't really get to in my feelings like I used to be like nah I'm just trying to create my own thing and I and I want you I want you to be the, you know what I'm saying like I don't get into my own bag about that because artists get into their own lane where they're like yo I'm trying to create I can't be distracted this is not part of it's if it's not part of the vision it doesn't make sense for them I get that um but I do love that you know she's being a much bigger person and being like what was I thinking like yo I would love honestly on Maybe this Nicki Minaj five. We call it NM five for the barbs because y'all know how that go. Um, but on the new Nicki Minaj, I, I would love to see some T Pain shit. I would love to see her take T Pain as a producer and a songwriter and mix it up with something that's completely different. Because Nicki has a tendency to um, take a producer, have the producers do the same track and mix and match bars i mean not bars but like beats and 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 um and melodies and stuff so she'll mix them she's very faithful for that i would love to see them collab on something because that'd be great i would love to see nikki kind of start collaborating with a lot of goats um i would love to see nikki i'm i'm big on this like i would love to see nikki create um or missy create something for nikki like that would be also a great legacy lane um and and here's the thing i think you know Nikki can hold the weight. Nikki can hold the weight of a Missy Elliott song. Nikki can hold the weight of a a, a a Missy Elliott like pop song. You know what I'm saying? So I was. I think that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that would definitely be something. So I would hope to see that in the future. But shout out Nick because again, I'm, I'm very happy. I think that the I think that the hate train has passed. I think people are seeing where Nikki is going, and I think that we. We like it. Um, you know, I almost hope that, you know, she gets a couple clearances for playtime is over as well. And maybe we get that as a mixtape, but not, and I, and I repeat, not before the album. Like, don't do that before the album because then we're going to be bad, sis. We, we're going to be mad. Um, Drake says certified lover boy will drop 
by end of summer. Certified Lover Boy is around the corner. After much anticipation, Drake's long-awaited album is inches, inches closer to release. In a live stream interview during a battle rap event, Gnome X1 on Saturday, the Toronto rapper shared that CLB will arrive by the end of summer. Quote, it's at the end of summer, said the interviewer, um, referring to the Summer Madness 11 battle between Murder Mook and Red Dollars. Drake replied, yeah, I'll be there. My album will be out then as well. Oh, shit. Mm. It's unclear exactly when he plans to drop the summer official, officially starts June 20th and ends September 22nd. Back in March, the Canadian superstar provided an update on his sixth studio album, which was delayed from January due to his knee injury. I'm a quote, I'm just grateful to be back on my feet. I went through a little bit of a tough stretch with an injury and I'm back in tip top form, he said on OVO Sound Radio. CLB is currently being uh, chefed in every way possible. I'm back in the studio with 40 though. Um, I'm just really excited about the music that we're making. And I feel like I've locked into a zone where I'm really trying to execute on this project that's fulfilling uh, for my soul. Uh, let me say this about Drizzy. I'm excited for I'm here. Yo, seeing green. First of all, for it to be what is quote unquote considered a mixtape song is blowing up on the radio. It is fucking crazy, dog. Like it is crazy. Like especially on um my Sirius XM radio, I see it all the time. Like every even when I'm driving and I'm listening to something else, and it shows me the um the song that's playing. It'll say Nikki uh, Wayne and Drake. It is it is on there. And when I tell you, I. Since the, the Lemon Pepper Freestyle, I've been like, oh, this Drake Drake. Oh, this Houston land of Vegas Drake right now. Like, this is, yeah, yeah. This is the Drake. This fancy Drake. This this is last week's kick, kick That Lyric Drake. This is the Drake that I'm missing, and I cannot wait, and I'm so excited. Um, And, and let, me, let me be clear. It's, I've, never, I've never had a moment with Drake where I've kind of been like, oh, this shit don't work. I don't like this. I don't like that. And like, I mean, yeah, I'm going to pick and choose, but... He's completely always consistently had a banger and something has been great. Views was good. You know what I'm saying? Like, for the six, like all that shit. Like, I love it. I am excited about Certified Lover Boy because in my mind, I feel like this Houston, Atlanta, Vegas situation. Like, that's the way he was spitting. And even on Seeing Green, Seeing Green was just like old bars kind of Drake there. You know what I'm saying? That's still that, that same feel without the singing. And I think that Certified Lover Boy is going to give us that singing again as well. So I'm here for it. I'm excited. I cannot wait. Um, Polo G arrested on multiple charges in Miami. Sir, this is this is what I'm talking about with y'all new rappers. This is the shit I be talking about with y'all new rappers. I, you can't even, yo, I just, I, I can't with new rappers right now. This is why I can't fuck with it because number one, nobody's training y'all niggas. And I didn't read the story and I'm reading the story with y'all. But just from the title, this is why I'm already mad. I already like For the Love of New York with you and Nikki, which again, my girl for me, I don't fuck with nobody else thing, but for me, if the bitch is on the fucking track and 
I like your verse. I, I listen to the whole song in totality because usually she's on the second verse. I listen to the whole song in totality before I make a decision. And that makes me what figure out whether or not I like you or not. Nigga. I go in and I love this song. And this song gives me a Miami vibe, like a New York feel. Like, I'm like, oh, it, it, it means so, it, th- there are so many great bars and punches. And even her, even her verse, her verse was okay. It wasn't great. It wasn't one of the, like my, my classic, sorry, I forgot all about that. Uh, it wasn't one of my classic favorite Nikki verses for, for sure. Um, as of yet, and again, it can be something like, but then on top of that, I'm like, okay, Yo, OG, oh shit, like, yo, his his style, versus how, like, I'm fucking with it, and I'm listening to the album, and I'm like, yo, this shit, this shit slap. Then I read shit like this. Polo G arrested on multiple charges in Miami. Polo G was arrested while celebrating the release of his new album while en route to an after party for a Hall of Fame in Miami. <laughs> the rapper porn... Uh, Taurus Bar- Bartlett mm. was arrested on several charges, including battery on a police officer, resisting arrest with violence and criminal mischief. According to the police report obtained by the Miami Herald, the 22, nigga, you 22, sit the fuck down, 22 year old booked into Turner, uh, Guilford uh, Knight correctional center after he got into an altercation with the police officer when he was pulled over around 1 a.m. Saturday, June 12th. Again, grandmama used to say, she used to say this, and this is very, very, very true. Um, Ain't nothing open after midnight except legs and liquor stores. So, (laughs) just a thought. That's why sometimes, look, sometimes it's good to stay your black ass home. Um, while the officer was trying to handcuff Polo, the two ended up in a struggle on the ground. The officer was allegedly struck multiple times in the head, chin, forehead, and cheek. I mean, damn, you got with this nigga. And <laughs> sustained multiple injuries. According to the art, the arrest report, after polo was in custody he told the officer i will kill you i swear i will use these fists to beat the shit out of you and knock your ass out so you got a lot of aggression okay and i ain't saying that it ain't regulated and it ain't true and it ain't right but we we must channel these this this is this i'm gonna go into my other thoughts on this in a video posted on Instagram, Polo G's mother and manager, Stacia Mack, I think it's Stacia Mack, I like that, it was cute, um, said that Miami police pulled over her son and his 16-year-old brother while they were riding in a car with security following his album release party. My kids called me in a frenzy saying that the police are all behind them, 20 cars behind them. So, well, why the fuck was it 20 cars? What the fuck? Said Mack who said the police refused to let her see her minor son. Okay, so y'all fucked up. Uh, they stopped them because they were driving while black. Very, very, very true. Yeah, I believe that that could happen. Polo also um, had a bond of $19,500. <clears throat> has 
not address the incident on Friday. He released his new album, Hall of Fame, featuring Nicki Minaj, Lil Wayne, Roddy Rich, The Baby, Pop Smoke, and more. Um, okay, so I don't dis. I I I, I believe that that very well could have been the case. Um, that the driving while black situation, it's Miami. Um, you know, anything could have definitely happened. I definitely do believe that. Um, I believe that they, after reading the article before I made my comment, I was thinking like, yo, this is what they be talking about. We be wilding out. But part of me feels like, part of me feels like it's within good conscience. Cause I feel like they, I feel like underlined in, especially in this article and, and some of the articles that I've read before, I feel like it's fuck shit. I feel like the police did some fuck shit and it just and it's not it's not enough to justify it furthermore they were already wrong you detained a 16 year old child without any legal guardian present so that was already a thing as as it is so you know there's that um we unfortunately unfortunately which is the the saddest thing we as adults have to kind of teach our children because that boy is a baby you are 22 years old we need to teach our children how to um, handle those type of situations. You know what I'm saying to you? And I, and I don't say that there's a right or wrong way to handle it. Because, I mean, honestly, that was a lot. That was a lot. Um, I wish him nothing but the best. I'm I'm glad I'm glad that he bonded out. Um, I, I do hope that this doesn't go any further than necessary. The kid is only 22. Um, what I was also going to say is, like, for instance, Pop Smoke, I think we talked about last week, is supposed to have another album. And like I said, I like Pop Smoke. I do. Um, but I, I just, I can't get over that. When I learned what the word posthumous means, and I'm mad that I, yes, I had to figure out what that word meant. I don't know everything, but I didn't know that, and I had to really figure out what the word posthumous means. And to realize that that boy had a posthumous debut, meaning a debut album after your death. And apparently there's another one coming on the way. So I do hope, I do hope it's good. But again, we talk about legacy on the show. We talk about it very frequently. I just hope that the reins on it are good because everybody's ear and everybody's love for the passion of hip hop and music is not the same. It's just not. It's just sometimes that should just be, it'd be far left. It'd be far left. Anyway, that wraps up news you can use, you might use, you might be able to use, you don't know if you're going to use it yet, but you'll use it. Hopefully your day will go well with that particular pieces of information. Okay, so y'all saw the title. And I know y'all like, nigga, waiting to exhale? Are you fucking shitting me? What is wrong with you? Why would you not love it? Yo, this album is so good. This is a soundtrack album that I have played from beginning to fucking end. Play it now. It is so great. However, side note. Dear streaming services, please only add to albums, recreate, resound them, however you feel, if that's the case, if this is what we're leading to. Do not take songs away. Listen to this whole thing and was very upset, and I don't know what the political background for all of that is, but was very upset that Faith Evans kissing you was not on this 
album. I said, what the fuck? I'm listening to it, and I'm like, yo, there's a whole song missing. And there literally was, on YouTube Music, there was literally a whole song missing. Now, I could find the song, yes, but I shouldn't find the song if, I'm, if I want to listen to the whole album. Yo, this is why I still have my archive of CDs. I don't give a fuck if I have to buy a CD player one day and just listen to my shit. But it, this is why I have a whole archive of CDs because of that particular factor. Like, that is un necessary y'all need to stop taking away songs i don't know the political ramifications of it all but stop taking away songs and only add to only add to because it, it doesn't make any sense uh moving forward waiting to exhale the original soundtrack album is a soundtrack from the film with the same name released on november 14th 1995 by arista records written and produced by babyface the soundtrack features appearances by some of the biggest names in the industry including whitney houston tony braxton tlc brandy aretha franklin shaka khan faith evans patty labelle swv and mary j blige yes i had to get hyped saying it like listen to the names the album <laughs> remained at number one on the U.S. Billboard 200 album chart for five weeks and top R&B album chart for 10 weeks, going seven times platinum on September 4th, 1996. It spawned two number one hits that, you, uh, that are on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 chart, Exhale, Shoot Shoot, and Let It Flow, which was by Tony Braxton, Exhale was by Whitney Houston. And three top ten hits, Sitting Up In My Room by Brandy, Not Gonna Cry by Mary J. Blige, and Count On Me, which had CeCe Winans and Whitney Houston, God rest her soul. Exhale, Shoot Shoot, Let It Flow, and Not Gonna Cry also topped the R&B hit charts. All songs were written and produced by Kenneth Babyface Edmund, except for My Funny Valentine, which was performed by Shaka Khan. The album also includes... Um, songs by lesser known artists like shauna and sonia marie either way so good and we're gonna go over that track listing and i may sing off key i don't know this album is fucking fire and not to mention the fact i love the fact that um within the pandemic babyface talked about the 25 year anniversary of this album and in addition he told a great story about how whitney actually handpicked a lot of these artists and was like this person needs to be on here this person needs you know what i'm saying to you and like there, there's definitely a moment online about that and I, I love it the album received a total of 11 grammy nominations in 1997 including album of the year and song of the year for exhale shoot shoot three songs were nominated for best female r&b vocal performance it won the grammy for best r&b song for exhale shoot shoot written by baby face the soundtrack has sold over 12 million copies worldwide. Yes. Commercial performance. Let's go into this. Waiting to Exhale original soundtrack album entered on the Billboard 200 chart at number three and on the top R&B hip hop album charts at number two, respectively. This issue date of december 2nd 1995 with 177,248 copies sold in its initial week in its third week the album reached number one on the billboard top r&b album charts selling 200,000 copies and stayed 
for 10 non-consecutive weeks. It also topped the Billboard 200 charts in the eighth week, the issue date of January 20th, 1996, with 231,000 units sold. And spent five consecutive weeks at number one. The album stayed for a total of 49 weeks and 70 weeks on the Billboard 200 charts and the top R&B albums um, chart, respectively. With this success on the charts and strong sales, it becomes it be, sorry it became 1996's number one soundtrack album on Billboard year-end charts and the best-selling soundtrack recording by the National Association of Recording uh, Merchandisers, so the NARM, which is nice, in 1995 and 1996. The soundtrack album was certified seven times platinum from shipping seven million copies in the United States alone by the RIAA on September 4th, 1996, according to the Nelson Sound Scan, was up as of 2009, it sold over 5,100,000 copies in the United of the States. The soundtrack has sold over 12 million copies worldwide. I can't. I, I, I just, I just, I just don't know what else to say. Like, all right, all right, all right, let's talk about these singles. Let's 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 go into the singles, you feel me? So, uh <laughs> Exhale Shoot Shoot performed by Whitney Houston was released as the lead single for the soundtrack in November 1995. Billboard called the, the song a surprisingly understated shuffle ballad with soul and far more interesting vocal colors than all the shrieking can shrieking can provide what the fuck the single debuted at number one on billboard's hot 100 singles uh chart and the r&b singles chart the issue the issue date of november 25th 1995 selling 125,000 units in the first week it became the third single to achieve that feat in Billboard history following Michael Jackson's You Are Not Alone and Mariah Carey's Fantasy. In addition, it became Houston's 11th and 17th number one single on the Hot 100 single chart and the Hot R&B singles chart, respectively. After the, the single stayed at the top, for just one week on the Hot 100 singles chart, it spent 11 consecutive weeks at number two from December 2nd, 1995 to February 10th, 1996, setting the record for the longest stay in the runner-up position. However, on the Hot R&B singles chart, Exhale Shoo Shoo remained at the summit for eight consecutive weeks since its debut week. It sold over 1,500,000 copies in 1995 through 1996 and was certified platinum by the the RIAA on January 3rd, 1996. The album's second single, Sitting Up in My Room by Brandy, debuted at number four, um, 
uh, I'm sorry, debuted at number 46 and number 13 on the Hot 100 singles um, chart and Hot R&B singles chart. The issue date of December 30th, 1995, respectively. The single reached the number two on the Hot R&B singles chart. The uh, issue of November 17th, 1996, and stayed there three consecutive weeks. It also peaked at number two on the Hot 100 singles chart, staying on the charts for a total of 33 weeks. Mm. So, that, I mean, let me tell you something. Sitting Up In My Room is one of the classics. I can't wait to go over this track listing. Not Gonna Cry by Mary J. Blige was released as the third single in January 1996. It was, uh, Critically acclaimed with most of them declaring it as an anthem for many women. Gregory Himes of Amazon.com commented, Mary J. Blige stakes out a claim as the new diva on the block with an astonishing performance on the song. The single entered the hot R&B singles chart and number five in its initial week. And the following week topped the charts, becoming the fourth album, fourth number one album, uh, fourth number one single. It remained at the top for five consecutive weeks and stayed on the charts for a total of 22 weeks. It also became a major hit for Blige on the Billboard Hot 100 singles chart, peaking at number two, at the number two position with first two singles from the album when not gonna cry was positioned in the top 10 on the hot 100 and hot r&b singles chart in february of 1996 which made with an exhale soundtrack to set the record for the first film soundtrack to produce three stimulus uh simultaneous sorry simultaneous top 10 hits in history of billboard charts the single sold over one million 500 copy uh 500,000 copies um and was certified platinum by the RAA on May 23rd 1996 and same charting records for pretty much all of the songs so you you had a lot it, it, there were a lot of good songs um i wanted to share a memory that <sighs> sparks with me with this album it's a real it's a real memory and it's is fucked up it's it's my feel and can't nobody really take this from me so i am a huge tlc fan and part of getting this album before um mary j blige before whitney any of the other singles like i'm a huge tlc fan Brandy also was on it, and I was definitely a big Moesha fan, all of that, and that drew me to this, of course. Um, I loved R&B. I wanted to be a singer, like, all of the things, even before I wanted to be a rapper, like, and then now a podcast host. I, a lot of things changed in my life. Um, but I do remember wanting this album. So now, mind you, I did not even want it on, at, at the time. We're talking 96. I had a cassette player. Children, look it up. Do your Googles. I had a cassette player. So I wanted this album. And I remember asking my mother for the album. My mother was like, yo, you always ask me for everything. Ask your father. So this, this, I, I don't, I don't even know what is 
the best way to say this because this shit is just it, it, it's 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 a trigger. It is a trigger for me. Um, so I go ahead and I finally get up the nerve to ask him for the money for this, and I get cussed out. I get cussed out because this some female shit, and why the fuck would you want that? And I'm not coming all the way out there to bring you no money for this. And th- 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 yo, what you didn't know, and what you what this this is now the grown. Smooth telling you what you didn't know was it didn't have no nothing to do with the fact that it was an all female ensemble on this fucking iconic ass album. The reason that I fucked with this album was one because TLC was on it. That was period point blank. Number one. Number two, not only that, all of these motherfucking songs slept and I love the music that way and I love the arrangements and babyface a whole man wrote the vast majority wrote and produced the vast majority of these songs so i was in love i wanted to be on the face you know before i realized they was ripping niggas off i wanted to be on that so i wanted to hear something that was specifically genre said i didn't give a fuck about this movie this movie didn't make make or break me and it wasn't talking about me because as a man i wasn't that but i was so pissed because what got drawn into that and i'm like kind of choked up thinking about it became sexuality like, why would you want that shit? That's some gay shit, this, that, and that. Why the fuck did it have to be any of that, my nigga? Why the fuck did it have to be any of that? It didn't. So I get very triggered about this because a color, uh, a song, sometimes a song, depending on, depending on the song, but not really a song. A color, a song, music, or, or your child's reasoning for why it's not going to automatically make them gay and you bitches need to stop playing with your fucking children and allow them to be what? Fucking children, number one, and stop putting your fucking sadistic-ass hang-ups on them because that's your bullshit. If I sound like I'm mad, I am because it's, it's, it's fucking, it is the most, like, I literally listened to this whole album the other day and literally, that not the not the fact of how great the music is, which which is a thing, mind you. I was very much so like, yo, this music is great. This shit is so awesome. This is this is an amazing feeling. And, and it brought me back to some good times. Let's be clear. But the one thing that came and stuck out in my trauma was that, like, bro, you was worried about. So you mean to tell me that wait, me listening to the Wait and Exhale soundtrack was going to make me go out here and suck dick. Like, I don't understand how the fuck y'all bitch-ass, bum-ass niggas equate dumb shit like that to that. I don't understand it. I do not understand it. First of all, let me say this shit, and I'm saying it real plain, real simple, real clear for you bitch-ass niggas. Be real clear about this shit, okay? A color is not going to make your motherfucking child suck a dick. It's just not. A song is not going to do that either. You feel me? Homosexuality is innately in someone. If that is who they are, that is who they are. Don't put your hangups on me. Furthermore, sir, I've been married where you've been divorced twice. Am I telling that nigga business? Fuck yeah, because I'm so pissed. I'm so pissed. It don't matter. He ain't gonna listen to this shit no motherfucking way. I'm so pissed that that is always the case with you people in black families. You bitches put y'all motherfucking hangups about who the fuck you are and the shit that you've gone through and your fucking trauma. You put that bullshit on your fucking kids. And then you wonder why they mad. 
then you wonder why they got a fucking problem. Now, I'm doing all of this shit and all this ranting in the middle of an album that I absolutely 100% love, admire, and broke all type of fucking records for soundtracks and shit and became a platinum-selling soundtrack. I'm doing all of this in the midst of that because that was part of my trauma. Like, I listened to it, I loved it, and still, to this day, that's the moment that, that, that brings into me, is that this was some gay shit, this some girl shit, why would you like this? Why don't you tell niggas how to get rejected from girls? And move the fuck on. Why don't you explain to these young niggas that, oh, balance your motherfucking checkbook and stop buying motherfucking Jordans and Playstations. Why don't you tell these young niggas to have some type of fucking personality about they fucking selves? So if we're going to be a generation of men, let's raise real fucking men out here and stop worrying about what the fuck this means as a young child. Because here's my thing. I was engrossed in music. I loved music of all kinds. This soundtrack and album was by one of my favorite, and still to this day, my favorite producers. But you didn't look at that. You looked at that spectrum of, it's a whole bunch of females on this album, that's some gay shit. So I should listen to niggas talking about, oh, these bitches sucking my dick. Because that makes me hard. That makes me a man. Let me tell you something. When you stand in your own truth about who the fuck you are, no matter what it is, can't nobody tell you any different. And if they still feel that way, that's their fucking opinion. And that's on them. I minds the business that pays me, and that's all the fuck I got. Moving on. Sorry. I can't. I'm sorry. That that just threw me. Anyway, but the songs. <laughs> no, I know. I'm a little bipolar today. I'm so sorry. But the songs. Anyway, let's move on to the track listing. The track listing was so fucking phenomenal. So you start off the track with, of course, as we talk, exhale, shoop, shoopy. Um... And then this song just flows into it so well. And it was another Whitney Houston song, which was Why Does It Hurt So Bad? And I thought I was over you, but I keep crying when I don't love you. (laughs) Yes, come on, Whitney. So why does it hurt so bad? Thought I had let you go, but why does it happen? I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I can't. That's my shit. I love that shit. I'm about to play that shit when I get off of this, because I, I can't, yo. This is my song. I love this song. And then Let It Flow. You no real heart. You don't know two-time losers. Oh, no. You better do it, Tony. Stand up, Maryland in the building. Um, Tony and Babyface have the, the best relationship. They really do, and they work very well together. Um, it hurts like hell. Aretha Franklin not even going to. Genius Aretha. Um, and then you have Brandy sitting up in my room. Uh, um, <laughs> Seems like ever since the first day we met, there is no one else I think of than you. Yeah. And then um, you also have TLC's This Is How It Works. Heard this song. Um, actually, when I, when I, before I went on that rant, like, I actually did not, I only heard the song because eventually, I think, who ended up getting the CD? My grandmother ended up getting the CD. See, grandma's coming in, in a clutch. My grandmother ended up getting the CD for me. And um, so I got so pumped because I knew TLC was going to be on it. But I just didn't, I didn't hear it. Then, 
that was this is how it works. This is how it works. Wrap your hands around my body. This is how it works. North to south, yeah. And when I tell you left eye killed her verse, killed her verse. Then you got Mary J. Blige, Not Gonna Cry. My Funny Valentine, which is performed by Shaka Khan. And, um, and I Gave My Love to You by Sonya Marie. Um, All Night Long, which is by SWV. You came out on my body, and I will slowly melt onto you. Yes. Oh my gosh. And let me tell you something. This song, and it was also, I think she also may have been on, I gotta listen to the How Stella Got Her Groove Back soundtrack now. Now that I think about it, because those two soundtracks were dope. Should I do that next week? I don't know if I'm going to do it next week. I'll think about it. Anyway, um, but this particular one gave you a very island feel, and it was called Weigh You. Now, however, it was Shantae Moore, and Shantae Moore scattered on the whole song. I was like, wait a minute, Shantae Moore? I, like, I listened to it the other day, and I'm like, yo, did Shantae Moore scatting? Yes, because she's great, because she's fucking awesome. Um, then you get Pay the Bell with My Love, uh, Sweet Love, Faith Evans, which again, I was very upset about this song being missing from it when I was listening to it on, um, YouTube Music, which I'm gonna, I'm gonna check and see if it's back on there, but I was very upset about that. Um, Kissing You, um, and then, uh, For Real, Love Will Be Waiting at Home, and now my other favorite song from this girl named Shauna that was on here was how could you call her baby? She was like, baby, baby, you must think I'm crazy. I am not your fool. You should see me now as gone. Baby, baby, you must think I'm crazy. I am wrong. Yes! Yo, go listen to... How Could You Call Her Baby? It is one of my favorites. And then lastly, you wrap it up with Whitney Houston and CeCe Winans with Count On Me. Again, yes, very much a woman's anthem, but when I tell you, uh, you had a whole man behind the helm of this album. Fucking amazing, bro. It's just, it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. Listen to it again. Listen to it with the unbiased ear. Um... And I think that you'll really love it. So don't forget that we, of course, got that good old, good old kick that lyric. Make sure that y'all check it out on all of the platforms. Y'all follow me at Kicking It With Young Smooth Podcast. Y'all already know what it is. And like Trina said, y'all know the vibes. Um, <laughs> I think I'm going to start using that. I ain't going to lie. I think I might start using it. Y'all know the vibes. Y'all know what it is. Um, then don't forget you can find me on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn, Google Music, which is YouTube Music. Um google podcast and spotify and then my youtube channel which is kicking it with young smooth y'all um a few things before i get out of here uh number one drip fest is coming up i'm about to start posting about that i'm so excited so all right so let's look at this i I don't know we need to look at this from a calendar perspective so you guys are aware of how this may affect me may 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 not i don't know yet maybe we'll see um so what i will say is definitely look for a show for next week and then the week after however probably do not look for a show on the ninth if we're going to continue to put shows on on thir- do me do on thursday night for friday morning um then 
don't look for a show on the ninth because I'll be in Fort Worth at that particular. I'll be in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. Um, so then, um, you'll have one probably again on the sixteenth and one on the twenty third of July. After that, I'll also be on vacation. My birthday is on the twenty seventh um, of July, and then I will announce a date to restart the interviews, and we'll get there as well. So I hope y'all had a good time. Um, I ranted, I raved, I got upset, um, you know, all of the things, um, niggas is gonna clown me for all of this, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it out with this, but no, I'm keeping it, I don't give a fuck, fuck what you think, uh, 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 do what it is, yo, go check out the Waiting to Exhale soundtrack, next week might be some, something a little bit different I'm thinking about doing, so, stay tuned, now, y'all just kicked it with your boy, you know what I'm saying, you know the vibes, I'm definitely going to say that more often. I think I like it. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. Damn you, Trina. Um, anyway, so you just kicked it with your boy, Young Smooth. Ain't you excited about it? Ain't you happy about it? Don't you feel better? I already know you do. You know what I